Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. It's the KSL Greenhouse. Expert tips for flowers, trees, gardens, and soil. Our hosts are Maria Chaleos and Ton Bettis on KSL News Radio. Good morning, and thanks for joining us for the KSL Greenhouse. And what a perfect day for the KSL Barbecue Cook-Off. We are outside of the Triad Center today, where at noon, from noon to 6, we have a competition underway. Forty grill masters are here competing for cash and prizes, you know, all you know, ultimate bragging rights, Ton. Uh, and we're already starting to smell uh, some of the fruits of their labors here. Uh, in addition to the competition, though, you can come out and watch them compete, and then there are free activities including face painters, inflatables, games, prizes, music, and more. And we are out here today with Landscape Supply of Utah. You want to check out their store in Draper, you can go to landscapesupplyofutah.com. Starting out the 9 o'clock hour, talking about herbicide safety. Um, Ton, this is one of those things you want to be super careful where you're spraying and not to get it on things that you don't want to kill. You really do. I am... already getting calls in the office about people saying, hey, I think my neighbor sprayed something and damaged my yard. And it's been a little cool, but there's residual damage from last year. I took a call yesterday from an HOA that applied a certain company's products, and a lot of their lawns throughout the HOA are dead. And it's just something that... I think needs to be talked about because one, you could do a lot of damage to your landscape, but also the neighbors. But then every few years we hear about somebody accidentally spraying themselves in the face with a really dangerous pesticide or kids accidentally being exposed. And it just is something that they're powerful tools that you can use, but there's extreme caution needed when you apply them. Right. And also, it has to be the right conditions. You don't want to do it on a windy day or it is going to blow over into the neighbor's yard or onto something that you don't want to harm. It really can do that. And, you know, one of the most common types of herbicide damage is when somebody sprays the weeds on their lawn on a hot, windy day and whatever direction the wind is blowing, the yards 
exposed to that, there will all of a sudden be plants growing distorted leaves and the growth is distorted. You know, the plants will usually recover from that, but that's the most common type of damage. And it's from 2,4-D and another ingredient in those lawn weed killers called dicamba. Mm -hmm. You know, but there are others out there. I think one of the more common ones that I see that are, is far more damaging is people will use what are called ground sterilins. Sometimes they're called long-term vegetation control. But what will happen is they have a gravel driveway going out to the pasture or to an area they're storing their trailers or whatever. They get tired of spraying the weeds out on that gravel drive, put the ground sterilant down, and any tree roots or shrub roots or other desirable plants that have roots growing underneath the driveway are then damaged. And that damage, you know, once that portion of the tree is dead, it's dead. And so it doesn't recover. And so there are just lots of things. And so suggestions would be to, one, always read the label. I know that there's a lot of stuff to swim through. but I don't... wish they'd make their labels simpler. Yes. Because they and put in a lot of complicated I've words, noticed names some and... companies have started putting almost like a an abstract or a summary at the beginning of the label saying, you know, this is the rate. Here's some cautions for you. But a lot of them don't do that. But don't just look for the application rates. Look for safety equipment. Look for reentry intervals. Look for replant intervals. And these are things, especially when you're using things that you're not familiar with, that you must review to avoid caution. You know, safety equipment. I saw somebody out spraying yesterday in a sundress and flip-flops. And you're like, ooh, that's that could get all over your skin oh, and your feet. And it, yeah. Because you tell can. people you don't even, even the clothing that you've used while spraying, you should wash immediately. Wash immediately in hot water. Run your washing machine with no clothes in it. And then those clothes go outside to dry. And be because the UV rays from the sun will break down a lot of the residual chemicals. And then, you know, I'm not just singling out this one person. Because even last year I was seeing men outside in shorts and flip-flops and no shirt doing the same thing and just you don't want to get that stuff without on your skin gloves too, without right? gloves yes yeah and not all of them require the use of gloves but it doesn't hurt right i i just take the extra precaution i always mean, it do just takes a second to put on your gardening gloves right it does and those gloves are only for spraying after that and you need to make sure that they're approved gloves made of nitrile or rubber or a few different products if the especially when you're mixing some of these will call for that so make sure that you have a dedicated pair of gloves you're not wearing shoes that will absorb water you, you know rubber boots if you depending on what the instructions on those labels say yeah the great thing about the rubber shoes is you can wash them off you can the hose at least get most of whatever that is off of there you can and it's just something that long term you need to be very careful okay any other tips just read your instructions. Use the least harmful product for the job that you can do. And there's, you know, people like to say, oh, I'm getting the commercial grade. For a homeowner, there's usually no reason to do that. It can be dangerous. It can be very dangerous, even though both of those might say Roundup or Trimec or whatever. Yeah, I often wonder that, you know, once you've been spraying, you know, the companies come out and spray your lawn. How long should your kids be staying off the lawn? That kind of thing. Yeah, and that will be in the label. You know, and it's generally just as soon as the product is dry, 
But the, the, that sort of information is on the label. Okay. But what about those companies that do come out and spray your yard? I mean, how long should it be before your kids are out on the lawn? It depends on what they're spraying, but generally they're using products that once they're dry, okay, the kids can go out there. Now, I would still have them with shoes on. And, you know, use a little caution, especially if you have animals going out there, it needs to be dried. But once it's dried, the danger is greatly diminished. Okay. And then when you do suffer this damage to a plant, or if you're wondering, look for just kind of crippled looking leaves. I mean, how do, how do you describe deformed looking if leaves? If the or? listeners look up online, 2,4-D damage in mm-hmm. plants, and that's just 2,4-D it will bring up all sorts of pictures, and once you know what to look for, it's, it's pretty easy very to spot, easy. right? Yes, okay, is. and there is an article up on the KSL Greenhouse Facebook page as well. And we hope you're going to come out today and join us for the KSL Barbecue Cook-Off. It's happening outside the triad here right by the tracks line, and it's from noon until 6 today. We are out here today with Landscape Supply of Utah. The general manager is Vince Clark, and we are so appreciative that you're helping to sponsor this great event today. No, we're having a great time. Thanks, Maria. So describe for us, for those folks who, you know, finally people are out being able to get out in their yard and do their projects. Right? What do you have for them <laughs> yeah. out there that they can come out and see? Well, well, we have a full nursery loaded with plants. We do perennials, trees, and shrubs with uh, a few specialty annuals, um, some vines. We have uh, fruit trees, a lot of fruit trees, and uh we have bulk materials. So the bulk materials would be decorative rocks, uh, different stones. Uh, we have boulders, large and small, that people can choose from. We have different mulches and composts. Uh, so the mulches are generally used for top dressing. Composts are generally used. You're mixing into the soil, trying to build your soil quality, uh, which is huge in Utah, especially in the south and west sides of the valley uh, in Salt Lake and, and then even Utah County, you know, you got out to Eagle Mountain and Saratoga Springs where it's just desert nutrient depleted soils. Um, and then uh, the different soils that we sell as well have three different kinds of soils. So you have some unique items that I think are really interesting for those people planning their backyard, uh, some unique stone fire pits and some really incredible looking um, bubbling water features. You know, the water features are really popular um, it just adds a nice, okay, I was going to say splash, well, no pun intended, but it's intended this time. It adds a nice splash for the summer. Um, it, you know, hearing the the run of some water is really calming. Um, and then if it gets really hot, you can just go lay in it for a second. Uh, mm-hmm. And so I'm not above, you know, dousing my head with water in the summer when it's Me too neither. hot. Me <laughs> neither. Yeah. So you have some great specials today as well. Um, yeah, so I thought it'd be fun just to mix it up. And so uh, today through uh, Memorial Day, we're going to do 20% off of fruit trees for people who come in and mention that they heard us on the radio. Also 20% off of roses. And then today, if people come in, uh, we're going to give away a five-gallon iris. So give us your address. So for folks who want to come in, and what are your hours today? Yeah, so, well, our hours first, we're open till 4 o'clock today. And then our address is 611 West, 123rd South in Draper. So that's on the west side of Draper. It's on the south side of the road. Very accessible off the freeway. Yeah. Very accessible off the freeway. 
Well, thank you so much. And they can also go, if they want to see your products, they can go to your Facebook page, Landscape Supply of Utah, or they can check out your website, LandscapeSupplyofUtah.com. We'll check back with you in just a few. Thanks, Maria. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Thank you for joining us for the KSL Greenhouse, coming to you from outside of the Triad Center today, right by the track station. We are getting underway for the KSL Barbecue Cook-Off that begins at noon. Hope you come out and see us. It's noon to six. Some fun family activities as well. Let's go back to our phone lines now. David waiting patiently and bountiful. Good morning, David. What was your question? Yes, I've got two questions. Uh, I probably was too good last year and holding back my watering on my lawn. So I've got a lot of dead grass, I think. Uh, what is the best way I've, I've thought about to slit overseeding? I've thought about uh, uh, hydro seeding. Uh, is it a good time of year or bad time of year? I've had people tell me both. It's a good time of year if you get it done quickly because we're going to be in the low 80s for the next week to 10 days, low to mid 80s. You don't want to do it when it's much hotter. The actual best time of year is sometime in early to mid-September because you have far fewer weed seeds that will germinate then than in the spring. And so, Okay, but if I do it quick, and then what's your opinion of slip uh, overseeding versus uh, had people want to do uh, aeration, overseeding. Well, have you, are you going to tear it back down to the soil or are you trying to go over to the top of the existing grass? Well, the areas that are brown and dead, uh, you know, I'm going to have to, uh, you know, I was thinking that the uh, uh, slip overseeding would do because that, you know, that takes it down, you know, a quarter of an inch, half an inch, whatever. Yeah, if you have the capability of doing that, you can. Uh, That would be your best bet. The next one would be to get in those areas and dethatch them to almost to the ground level and then aerate heavy and put the soil, soil down or the seed down that way. Okay. And then my next question is, uh, I've got a, 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 a maple tree, it's got purple leaves, and about half of it right in the middle is dead. And uh, there's some on the outside that's also, the branches are dead. Have I lost the tree? Is it worth pruning out well, the dead? And if it's a, a type of Norway maple, those after 15 to 25 years start to get dead limbs in them and a lot of times you don't see those trees older than 35 or 40 years. There are a few around, but not many. And so try cutting the dead limbs out and see what it does is about all I can really tell you. Okay. Well, I appreciate it very much. Thank you. All right. Thanks for your call this morning. Next listener, Ton, says they have a couple of probably two-gallon containers of peonies that they got from Costco several weeks ago. They say they've not planted them because 
they have buds all over them and they're afraid of disturbing the roots. Uh, will that keep them from blooming if they disturb the roots at this point in time? No, I would go ahead and plant them and just be gentle. You can squeeze the pot a little bit and maybe even cut the pot with a razor blade to get it off. But just be gentle when they get put them in the hole. Yeah, they were wondering if it would be better to keep the con- them in the containers and then plant them in the fall. No, I wouldn't do that. You want them to root out all summer long because they'll have a lot better chance of overwintering if instead of planting them in the fall. Okay. And the next person wants to know, when should they trim their lilac bush? Right as soon as it's done blooming is when you do that. All right. And do we have Vince Clark back on the line with us this morning from Landscape Supply? Hi, Maria. Hi there, Vince. Glad you're with us this morning. Uh, yeah. We are having fun kind of watching them set up for the big barbecue event that gets underway. At I'm noon. sure. But you have... My mouth is watering. Yeah. <laughs> you have some fun <laughs> things. You have set up some specials to go along with this event uh, at your Draper location. So tell folks what they can what they can find there. Yeah, so today we're giving away an iris, a five-gallon iris to everyone that comes in. And we just had an overabundance. And so we're just uh, happy to give those away. They're getting ready to bloom. Some are already blooming, but they're going to be blooming here soon, the ones that aren't. And then uh, we're doing 20% off of roses and fruit trees. Uh, Just mentioned that you heard us on the radio, and then we'll give that, happy to give that to you through Memorial Day. You have a full nursery. I have a listener who's wondering if you have any candy tuft there. We do have candy tuft. Yes, we have a couple different varieties, and they are in full bloom right now. They're looking beautiful. Don't you love that? Uh, your place, though, out there, Landscape Supply of Utah and Draper, though, you're really the do-it-yourself place. Come out and get some ideas, see the bulk product. And you were telling us last go-around about your bubbling water features, but you also have some unique fire pits as well. Yeah, so, we again, we take boulders. We, we sell boulders, but we go through the piles, and we pick out the, the boulders that we think look really pretty, and we will make fire pits and water feature rocks out of them. Um, and it's just a great way. You just come in, set it down, and you're 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 ready to go. Pretty much. Uh, there's a lot more involved when it comes to a water feature, and usually we do those as an install uh, because of the the work involved. But um, yeah, and we deliver them all the time. So tell us about the bulk products. What can people order, and where will you deliver those products? So the the products themselves, we have uh, we have 31 bins of different products, different soils different uh, decorative rock and gravels and uh, different mulches and composts. And we deliver up and down the Wasatch Front. Primarily it's Salt Lake and Utah counties, but we go to Summit County and uh, Tula County all the time. Uh, One of the big questions you told me earlier is that people always say, how much do I need? But you have all the experts on hand to answer all those questions. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, how much do I need? It's a common question. As long as they have their dimensions we can figure out the square footage, then the uh, the quantity is easy to do. On the rocks, uh, the rocks are different because there's different size rocks. And depending on the size, if you have a smaller aggregate, you don't need as much because you don't have to go as deep. But we want to make sure people have really good coverage. So it just depends uh, on the size of the rock. The bigger the rock, the deeper you have to go, so the more you need. Okay, I want to give the address here for those folks who want to come out today. You're open until 4, 6, 11 West, 100 23rd South. People can go online to landscapesupplyofutah.com, and we'll talk to you again in a few minutes, Vince. Thanks, Maria. 
two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.